Welcome to the Ed Essentials Podcast. My name is Hunter Flesh, and my mission is to give teachers and leaders strategies that work. Join me as we dive into conversations with thought leaders, educational experts, and experienced practitioners who are making a difference in the world of education today. Be sure to connect with me on social media by following at Ed Essentials and subscribe to this show, which is available wherever you get your podcasts. Now, let's get started. What is going on, Ed Essentials podcast listeners? I am stoked because I have one of my favorite coworkers. Well, I'm at a new school now, so are we still coworkers technically? Same district? Oh, for sure. For oh, sure. for sure. <laughs> Jacob Santos at the middle school. Jacob, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Uh, we've been talking for a long time, trying to get you on the podcast. Um, you are a person that shows up to work every day with energy and passion. Um, and this whole summer series of podcast episodes that I'm doing is all about the power of relationships. And when I think of people who positively build relationships, not just with staff, but with students in our school, I could think of nobody else better than you. So I'm excited to have you on today. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> so for people who don't know you, could you just introduce yourself uh, and your job and kind of where you're at in your education journey? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so uh, like Flesh said, my name is Jacob Santos. Uh, been around in Iowa for about I'm hitting that ten year mark here. Shortly, my friends and family love to joke with me uh, that they all knew I was going to end up staying in Iowa. Um, I'm originally from Texas, born, um, moved around a lot. I won't even go down that rabbit hole of uh, my journey to Iowa, uh, but I came up here, went to Grandview. Um, Majored in education right away and kind of uh, played, played basketball and football there and got going into the education world uh, after student teaching 2018, 2017 to 18, my senior year. Uh, started in special ed, uh, did elementary for a couple years. Uh, COVID hit, uh, lost some jobs just due to COVID. Everybody mm-hmm. kind of went through a different level of impact that that had. Um, and then ended up, uh, God allowed me to get to Woodward, uh, Woodward Academy out in the middle of nowhere, Iowa. Um, and that created a completely different level of understanding when it came to relationship building, um, a, a completely different level of the age of education system. Um, and then just a completely different level of thinking when it came to our system and how we take care of the youth in general. Um, so I was there for about two years. Um, and we could touch on that a little bit more throughout the podcast, mm-hmm. because I really do think a lot of what I learned rooted from there. Um, but then I've been at Saydell uh, school district going on my third year now. Um, this is my first, I guess, official teaching position. Um, so I've been here for three years. So I would say, um, uh, technically I'm going into year three as a teacher. Um, I would not say year three when it comes to experience or year three when it comes to how I like to communicate. Um, and I think a lot of people have seen seen that. So they get a little bit, um, I guess you can say, confused face when I'm like, yeah, I've only been a teacher for a couple of years. And they're like, there's no way. And I'm like, well, I've been dealing with kids for a while. So um, mm-hmm. that's kind of a little bit of about me and kind of what I what got me to Sadell. 
Um, but I coach, um, I'm a football coach um, at the high school. Um, athletic enhancement is what we call it for strength and conditioning. I coach that. I would say I'm the head coach with that. Um, and I'm actually, I just took um, the middle school basketball position. So I'll be the boys and girls basketball coach this coming up season. Um, and I'm excited about that to kind of continue to instill some of the values that I prioritize at the high school and just make sure that they're ready for the, for the time that they see us at the high school for athletics. So um, that's a little bit of a nutshell of kind of what I do. Oh, I'm a PE teacher. I guess you could say. <laughs> I'm a PE teacher at Woodside. Um, so that's the, that's the umbrella of that's everything. That's the umbrella uh, of all the other thousand I, things you do. Yeah, but I definitely, mm-hmm. um, I, I mean – I, I, I think about PE as another way of coach. I, it's the same coaching. Um, yeah. It just all the other ones. Yeah. The other ones are just specified. The, the PE is kind of the umbrella behind everything. So um, I'm very grateful that I get to talk with you today. I'm very grateful for the opportunity to continue my um, career at Seidel, especially with everything that went down this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of a lot, a little about myself. I love it. And what's cool about your role in not just the school, but the community, you get to interact with kids in such a variety of ways. You know, for me, I'm a, I was, I'm a seventh grade science teacher. So they come into my classroom and that's kind of the chance that I get to see them interact with them and build that relationship with them. But then after that 54 minutes, they're gone, you know, and I'm lucky to be a mentor where I can pop into other classrooms and kind of see, but man, you get to see kids in all these different facets. How do you feel like that's an asset as far as your ability to build relationships with kids? Honestly, I couldn't, I couldn't even put into words um, the impact that some of those related arts teachers that are able to see kids grow from fifth through eighth, which um, that's where my role comes in fifth through eighth. Um, And then if you extend it through coaching fifth through 12th, it's kind of hard to put into words the uh, the change that they go through. And I haven't yet. Miss um, Robinson is somebody that we work hand in hand together. And um, her and I had some conversations, many conversations, but one conversation being able to see a fifth grader graduate, which I believe she just did that this year, um, where the class that just graduated, she started um, with the school district when they were fifth graders. And that was something where she was like, it's like nothing you'll ever see in your lifetime. Um, Just because if you get to, there's one thing, right? If you get to work with them when they're fifth graders and then you just so happen to attend the graduation when they're an eighth grader or a senior um, compared to uh, she described it very similar to the fact that she does work in the athletic field at the high school as well. So she gets them fifth, eighth, fifth through eighth and then ninth through 12th and then seeing them graduate um, she gets to see sort of that impact you have on the relationship level um, that, like you said, it's kind of hard to do if you're not into that, whether it's a, athletics or if it's just related arts in general, um, it's kind of hard to do consistently. So I'm yeah. very grateful, very grateful to have um, the position that I have um, and not only the position, but being able to impact their lives on a different level, each grade level, because mm-hmm. um I get them every single day. I get uh, eighth through fifth and every single period. I'm grateful for the, the one after because I do get to interact with them um, in a completely different way. I mean, my mm-hmm. afternoons being able to interact with fifth and sixth graders versus seventh and eighth graders in the morning. It's just completely different. And oh, yeah. I sincerely enjoy it just because I'm a big kid. 
Um, and I like to be goofy and be the fifth and sixth grade. Um, and they love, they, they love you no matter what really as a fifth and sixth grader. And then the seventh and eighth grade attitudes kick in and you're like, Oh, okay. We want to play this game. All right. Mm -hmm. So we can match that energy too. (laughs) And we can go around the world about what the word game and um, the drama here and the drama there. And, um, that's, I mean, that's its own different type of battle. But then once you break through that wall that they try to put up, they're just like the little kid that they Mm -hmm. really are. Um, and then, but they're more mature, right? And so you get those conversations and they're more in depth. Um, unlike the fifth and sixth graders that you really very surface conversations for the most part, right? Yeah. And then um that just bleeds into the high school. And so that's where I'm really excited to continue, I guess you could say, my career and journey here at Sadell because hopefully God allows me to be uh at Sadell for a very long time. And I mm-hmm. do get to see these fifth graders graduate high school and et cetera. So um, I try to just take it day by day, but that is mm-hmm. um, very exciting to see some of those things come to fruition. Yeah, I still, so how I started out at Sadell was actually as a substitute. And so when students, you know, I interacted, I was there for a long-term subbing job. So I was there for a, probably over a month um, when we had one of the teachers on leave because of her pregnancy. So that was cool just to be in that same classroom, trying to build relationships but little did I know that, you know, as a substitute that you could still build those relationships. And so kids now come to me four years later and they're going to be juniors, you know, or even seniors who just had me for a little bit um, and are coming back now and say, Mr. Flesh, you, you were so much fun. And I'm like, I, I only knew you for like a month. Um, right. and I think it just goes to show it. It's not necessarily about the time that you have with kids, but it's the power of the relationship that you build with them. And I think you do such a good job because you get both. You do a great job building relationships and you get to see our kids super often and super regularly in a variety of capacities. And I think that is just so powerful. And so for you, when you go about building relationships with kids, you know, what are some of the things that you keep in mind or what might you recommend for people who want to build relationships with kids, but are just struggling to really break through? I think that's a great question uh, for a lot of reasons. And I think it kind of underlines the fact that what we talked about in that little warm up talk a little bit is the fact that we're all people. Um, I, I really try to approach every single conversation and sometimes I don't do the best job in my own home uh, doing it because I, maybe I approach my wife a different, different way than I should or things like that. And I, I guess I lead with that because every single person is different, right? And so every single kid is different, even though they might be in the same grade or they might go to the same school or they might play the same sport or they might even be siblings, right? Um, They're so different in so many different ways. So they react and respond um, differently in certain certain situations, sorry. Um, So like somebody could love, 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 love PE. Okay. And they're going to ball out and they're going to go as hard as they can. Um, and I don't really need to try, uh, to, to build that relationship because guess what? I'm the, I'm the best teacher in the world because I'm a PE teacher, right? Versus there might be a kid that will never, ever, ever play any sort of sports in their life. And so getting them to do any sort of physical activity is that constant battle. It's the same thing with any other content, right? If they hate math, and they come to math class, they're going, oh, my gosh, I cannot stand Mr. or Mrs. So-and-so. So it's that constant, um, I, 
I, I love you and I want you to know that I love you. And when you come in, you're going to feel that love and that love looks different for everybody. Right. And that love might be a dap up. It might be a handshake. It might be, Hey, how are you doing? It might be, Hey, how, um, how that choir concert go. Right. And so getting to understand what they feel is love to them uh, is really important to me because I know that I get to see 400 kids on a weekly basis. Um, and that might look different for each kid that comes into my room. Um, mm-hmm. Now, yes, I get the I get the pleasure and the privilege to do so every week and every day. Um, but one day they might be like, "Coach, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I don't want to play." Right? Well, that's where we're, that's where kind of what you talked about earlier. There, there's certain expectations um, that I do not like. They're kind of like no fly, like no no fly expectations. I want you to understand that that's not going to fly in my classroom. So once they understand the, like the no fly expectations, then everything else is building on relationships. So if we know for sure that we're not going to use inappropriate language at one another, and we know that the expectation when you come into the classroom is to make sure that you're walking. So if you could get your physical activity in and you could treat each other with respect right away, that first 10 minutes, now I can walk, I can walk with you. Um, we can have some of those small talk conversations so I could see where your vibe is coming into my class, right? Is Essentially, it's my bell ringer. And then that allows me to go, oh, okay, he's having a bad day, all right? If he's having a bad day, that means I'm probably not going to get much out of him. But what I will expect him to do is still participate and treat each other with respect, right? Mm-hmm. And so the relationship kind of flourishes based on the foundation that I try to instill that we're one, all people. So we're going to respect each other. And then I don't need you to love the activity. I don't need you to love me specifically, but you are going to make sure that you get the most out of it by participating. So those, the last two years have been my groundwork, right? Um, The first year I came in, participation was not an expectation. So had to break that barrier. The second thing is um, the language that's being used um here in our district and that this stems all the way up to the high school Mm -hmm. uh football etc like they treat each other like they're all truck drivers like Mm -hmm. they i mean they seriously throw out every name in the book just because i mean you can you could combine it with a mixture of covid and the lack of um structure for a year and a half you can mix Mm -hmm. it with low expectations at home you can mix it with low expectations at school. You can mix it with all, they're just middle school kids. So they're going to mm-hmm. do whatever they want. Um, and you combine that into a cocktail and it's a mess. And so um, I would say the first couple of years, um, I guess the year two that we just finished, I, I would say that the groundwork is in place to now allow kids to be not only safe in the classroom, but really enjoy themselves. And then I get to enjoy them the more and more that they enjoy themselves. And then, we're having fun, making handshakes, things like that, in that nature. But you can't have that until they go, oh, Coach Santos, he's got love for me. Oh, Coach Santos, yep, can't do that in his classroom. Okay, Coach Santos, um, fill in the blank, right? Um, so those relationships are built on the fact that you have high expectations for your kids, but you push the relationship and you mix it in, you intertwine it while you're, you're putting the expectation down for them. Um, because if you come in with the hammer – and they, they don't know you, you've lost them completely. Mm-hmm. And, and so there's got to be different toolkits that you use. And sometimes I think for our teachers, um, specifically on our district, 
they try to use the hammer every single day of every single hour. Mm-hmm. And then guess what? It's just white noise by the end of month one. Uh, yeah. They're like, yep, here comes the hammer. Okay, what what are you going to do with it? The same thing you've been doing for a month? All right, mm-hmm. cool. And then you lose them. And then there's no actually coming. There's no way coming back from the hammer. Um, and that's where like some people are like, well, I'm going to be mean right away. It's like you can do that. But if you're mean right away and that person doesn't respond in a way that's healthy enough for a relationship to build on, then you've actually lost that kid. Mm-hmm. Um and then that will allow and then that won't allow you to continue to build that relationship going forward. And so it's kind of like that tough love mixture. Um, it's not it's not the same for everybody. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely uh, it's definitely key when it comes to the power of those relationships that we're speaking on today. Yeah, you bring up such a, like the secret. Uh, what, what, what I think of like what you're saying is this is a silver bullet of effective teachers is how can you balance the high classroom expectations with engaging content and then also those um, management issues that do arise because they always arise. You can be the best teacher in the world and you're going to have kids still be kids um, at the end of the day. And so it's all about your mentality and your approach and what you're sort of speaking to. And I think that you do a great job of is balancing that approach and knowing that, yes, I'm going to be consistent with my expectations. I'm communicate, communicating in a, in a kind and clear way that's not yelling. That's not like a, I'm coming down with the hammer. Kids know that I'm going to hold them to that. But I'm also asking them about how their day is going, about their relation, you know, trying to build my relationship with them. And that is where I think a lot of teachers tend to go wrong is they think they they can't do both. It's either one or the other. I'm either going to really love the kids and just be happy, go lucky, but I'm not going to have any management or I'm going to be the hammer, like you said, and be mean all the time. And that right. is such you're not going to get anywhere with those kids. And so how do you try to maintain that balance on a day-to-day basis? Because we've all been in February where it is super tough. Kids have been there for a semester. They're pushing you. How do you still right. maintain that sort of mindset and that approach? Uh, so I'll probably upset some people with this approach, um, but I'm very much uh, faith oriented. I'm uh, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I lean on him every single day. If I don't, I know it because I feel it when I come into work. And if I don't um, put my relationship with him first, um, none of my relationships outside of him kind of come to fruition. They don't they don't balance each other out. Um, everything's lopsided. My relationship with my wife my kid, my, the staff, the students, um, my coaching staff, et cetera. So um, I know that sounds, for those that don't necessarily have faith, that, that sounds like the, the cop out, the, oh, he's that guy type of thing. Um, but I really do. Um, and if I could, could make sure that that's emphasized, I, I, I really do want people to understand that I am nothing without him and that I won't be anything uh, going forward without him. And so – after that, I mean, once my cup is filled, right? I mean, this is a very cliche. It, it, it's in the Psalms, right, that we sing. Um, it's in a lot of the verbiage that we talk about. My my cup literally overflows to other people, and I and mm-hmm. I understand that. And when that cup overflows, um, people kind of see um, in February, and March, and April, May when it gets tough, that cup is still overflowing, and mm-hmm. and that is, um, I guess you could say the secret recipe to making sure that I just stay to stay straight on that path. Right. Because I mm-hmm. understand that in my life um, there was people 
Uh, there was coaches, there was teachers that their cup was overflowing to me when I needed it. There was people that um, kind of touched on it a little bit. I, I, I was always the new kid, right? And so every single time I was in a different environment, um, God had a way of putting somebody in my life that kind of had their cup overflowing into me. Um, it doesn't mean life is perfect for me. It doesn't mean that life isn't hard. It doesn't mean um, that I don't get tired or I don't get sad or I don't deal with um, all sorts of different issues that life throws at you, right? It doesn't mean any of those things. It actually means the opposite. I deal with those things consistently, um, but those things are nowhere in comparison uh, to the power and the love of Jesus Christ. So I continue to lean on him in everything that I do. Um, and when I do that, everything kind of else falls in place. So mm-hmm. I know that's a no, very faith-oriented answer. I'm glad uh, you said it, kinda, though. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you said it because people nowadays, too, it's especially post-COVID. It's, oh, you got you to gotta go fill your cup up. You got to take some time for you. You have to, you know, participate in self-care. And it's easy for people to just say that, but it's a lot more about how people go about living their life. And yes, teaching a lot of people that are in education, it's because they have a deep, deep passion for this profession. Like you can't be an educator and not have some love for it. Um, I shouldn't say some love, a lot of love for it. And people get so wrapped up in every little thing that is happening in the world of teaching that it just, it, it drains their cup extra fast. And if you don't have something else to lean on, or if you don't have um, something to reset your mind every single day, whether it's religion, whether it's podcasts you're listening to, whether it's, you know, whatever self um, self care that you partake in, that is truly a routine and something that is fulfilling to you outside of school, then you're, you're going to be imbalanced and you're going to start finding. And I found this too, like this year, I found that dang, my temper is being tested or my patience is being tested a lot quicker. What is, what's going on? And you have to have that self-reflection and say, you know what? Like I'm not showing up as my best self. And and I found when, when I show up as my best self and I have those actual conversations with myself on the way to work, man, my interactions with kids, my interactions with staff are night and day difference. And I like to think that I'm a, you know, this, I'm a pretty positive solution oriented driven person. And so for me to come into work feeling negative, it's like, Oh man, what's really going on? (laughs) Yeah. It must be a lot. But if I don't have that talk with myself, then, you know, it's completely different. For sure. I, uh, I lean back on this one story. Josh Myers, our counselor at the school, he, (laughs) he joked with me last year uh, because he parked next to me and he was like, uh, he found me, I don't know, a couple hours into the morning and he saw me. He was like, really going through it this morning, weren't you? And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, yeah, park next to you. Your head was down. You were just, you just looked like you were kind of focused or out of it or I don't know which one. I'll go, oh yeah, I was praying before I came into school. He goes, ah, he goes, is that where it comes from? And I was like, oh yeah, that's what I lean on. I have to. And he goes, that makes more sense. That makes more sense. <laughs> so like he, he kind of was like kind of concerned, like, oh gosh, is coach going through it or what is it? Um, but kind of like what you just said on the way to work, making sure that um, whatever that routine is, like you said, it has to be there um, for a lot of reasons. Right. And if, if it's something that fills your cup halfway and it's maybe it's a cup of coffee and some loud metal music, if that's what gets your cup somewhat full, um, now, 
you got you got to kind of lean on what you can at the moment and especially day to day um all all of people's cups have kind of probably changed throughout their life mm-hmm. and i'm i'm definitely transparent to say that that has not always been my life that hasn't been my life um i'm very grateful to be at sedo for a lot of reasons um because that was not my uh i guess you could say my lifestyle has changed since i've been at sedo Mm-hmm. Um, when I was at Woodward, my lifestyle was a little bit different. When I first got out of college, my lifestyle was different. When I was in college, when I was in high school, a lot of the lifestyle changes that I, that God has allowed me to go through, um, has been very meaningful so that I can be very transparent with my faith. Because, um, like I said, I, I am not somebody to sit up here and say that I've had a perfect life and I'm definitely not someone to say that I've got it all figured out. Um, I'm just living day by day and making sure that every day that I'm given, I try to give it all, give it all I can. And whatever's in my cup, I give it out. And some days there's more, sometimes there's less. And I'm trying to make sure that that balance between family and work um, is there. But my work is never work because it's relationships. So mm-hmm. when they see me, I try to give out whatever I got in my cup. Um, and, it, and when it's in the mornings, it's a little bit more full. And that's something that I've kind of understood going into year three or whatever year you want to call it um, that my wife um, is probably the most patient person with me because she doesn't always get the, the most full cup. Right. Or my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, sometimes I think we kind of can really put our lives in balance um, when our relationships at school get everything that we have. And then outside of school, they don't. And I think that's another uh, topic of that power of relationships because there mm-hmm. has to be, that refill, right? Like, how can I get that reset coming back from work just as much as I can get it going to work? And that's its own level of uh, balance that you kind of touch base on already. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's such an important point, too, especially uh, with everything in education. Everything is really sensationalized. So, when you are constantly scrolling on social media and you're at home and you're looking at, Oh, this and that with the government's happening, it's ruining education and da, 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 da. Yeah. Those are real problems, but man, you're not filling your cup up. And if you're surrounding yourself with people at work who are, you know, negative Nancy's all the time, negative Ned's all the time who are just bringing you down. Like I've had to do that. I've had to change a little bit about how I spend my time when I'm at school. It's, it's sometimes it's easier to close the classroom door and just kind of be and and be in control of what I have. And there are a lot of teachers and leaders out here listening to this who might be in that situation where they don't have someone, someone or or a group of people even at their school to go to. So what you're mentioning of you have to have your relationships outside of school locked down. You have to have them being filled. And if you can't lean on those people, you got to find other people. And, you know, I'm part of the teach better team. Um, I've never met any of the teach better team people in person, but guess what? They are some of the people that are really inspiring to me. They are people who are driven across the country, um, just like me. And so those are people that I'm going to connect with and spend my energy on because that, like you said, if their cups overflowing, it's going to flow over to me. And if I'm surrounding myself with those types of people, then that's going to make me a much better person, much more ready and capable to go to work, you know, with a mindset that's, that's ready and prepared. Um, for sure. For sure. Jake, Jacob, how can people connect with you and support all the things you've got going on here at Sadell? Uh, I guess the easiest way is if you don't know, just ask. I mean, I'm a pretty open book. Um, 
pretty open to approach. Uh, I love being able to interact on all levels, whether it is just a, whether it's a podcast like we're doing today or whether it's just, Hey, how you doing? Um, I'm one of those people that I, I'll always greet you. Um, and when I say, how are you? I'm actually meaning, how are you? Um, sometimes it is passing and we, we get busy in school or we get busy in our life. And I get that. Um, but I, I do believe a lot of people might feel like I'm just a PE teacher. So of course life's easy. Right. And, and I get that. Right. I've, I've kind of been in this boat for a couple of years now that, well, of course everybody likes you. Everybody likes PE. And um, I guess one thing that I would uh, just challenge those people that kind of have that mindset is, well, does everybody like coming to math that likes math? I mean, maybe, right. But you still got the other people that don't like math. Right. And so it's the same mm -hmm. thing. It's the same content approach, right? Not everybody really wants to get active, especially in our day and age. So um, it is something that I am very passionate about. Um, but it doesn't mean that we have to talk sports or we have to talk football or we have right. to talk. Um, I, I mentioned my faith, right? Like mm -hmm. my faith is more important to me than anything else. Right. And then after that, it's my family. And then after that, um, it's my relationship with the school that God has allowed me to work for at the moment. And so um, I'm a very relationship driven guy. Um, and mm -hmm. it, it was very fitting for us to have this type of conversation today because um, I truly do believe that your relationship all around, right? Your relationship with the Lord, your relationship with your family, your relationship mm -hmm. with your friends, your relationship at work um, is so much bigger than a number, right? And Absolutely. it's so much bigger than a dollar sign and it's so much bigger than the the time that's on the clock right and whether you could spend 30 minutes talking to somebody or whether it's 30 seconds it can definitely have an impact that can change somebody's life for a lifetime and i know that i'm not going to know every type of conversation that changed somebody's life but i'm definitely not going to sit here and wait around like it's not going to so i might as well just have it and if it's mm -hmm. 30 seconds it's 30 seconds if it's 30 minutes three hours three days, whatever the case is, then we'll just go about it that way. So be it. I will be sure to uh, link your email as well. If people want to connect with you, if people want to ask questions or learn more about your story or just learn from you because you have so much great knowledge and insight to offer as a coach, PE teacher, educator, human being, you've got you know some amazing gifts to give. So I'm, I'm honored to have you on. Jacob, I've got one more question for you. Okay. This is how I end yes, every single every single podcast episode. So all right. say there's a complete revision of schools across the world. We okay. decide to build a brand new education system from scratch. All right. Okay. And they're interviewing educators across the world to try and offer some guidance and they select you to offer some of that guidance. Um, however, they limit you to only three guiding statements for this new education system. Ooh, okay. Uh -huh. So what would those three statements be? I got it. Connect to correct. You got to connect with the kid before you try to correct them. This is that is that simple. I got that. I got that hidden somewhere in a book for me um, a while back. Um, it, it's in my little notes. I keep it for any time that I got to continue to encourage and continue down my my career path. Um, but I truly believe that if you could connect with the kid then you're able to correct them. And so connect to correct uh, would be my three little, three little words to kind of help education in general, um, relationships in, in a whole. And um, yeah, that's, that's what I would say.
Connect to correct. I love that so much. Jacob, it's been an absolute honor to have you on. I'm thankful to work with you. I appreciate you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, Flash. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Ed Essentials Podcast. Original music by Patrick Cunningham. Links for any relevant information related to this episode can be found in the show notes. If you like what you heard and you're loving these episodes, it would really help if you left a review. It would mean the world to me. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Ed Essentials Podcast. member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at teachbetter.com slash podcasts, and we'll see you at the next episode.